Hello, and welcome into See You Next Tuesday. I've got a gal pal for you. I've got the wonderful Miss Kelly Hudson. Welcome in. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Katie. I love it. I love being here. I love the connotation of the title of your show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just a did a little moment with that. I always love when people are like, is it spelled See You Next Tuesday or is it spelled cunt? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I went with See You Next Tuesday because cunt was a little intense and in people's Yeah, speeches, Apple Podcasts or no. whoever just like, no, we don't, we're not we loving it. Things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were actually mentioned on the last podcast because I had Lex on and we talked about <gasps> uh, the party that we went to and how you and I were sitting uh, and we were like, is Lex fine? Or should we go find her with this boy? Uh, yes. But then she was fine downstairs. But yes, yeah, so you were mentioned on the last podcast because she was also saying how you have a podcast. I do. Uh, you I have a podcast called What Are You Into? And it's yes. a sex podcast, correct? Yes, I have a sex podcast. It was very fun to be at a party and mm -hmm. talking to someone and being like, I have a sex podcast. And you're like, I have a sex podcast. I've ne And never in my life has someone also had a sex podcast when yes. I was talking to them and I was like this is incredible we are now so <laughs> glad we went to that party I'm so yes. glad we met each other mm -hmm. I'm very excited to be on the lips of Lex um <laughs> Lex I'm was talking dead about me. on the lips of Lex. I love that. It sounds so sexy too. Oh, it is. It is sexy. Um, yes, I have my own podcast. It's called What Are You Into? I've done a little bit of rebranding lately because it was called The Squirt for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's a little in your face. And it wasn't exactly what I was going for as far as like the tone of the podcast, what we talk about. Mm -hmm. um, I have guests on and we talk about sex and like what you're into, which is something Thing I'm always so fascinated about no matter who it is mm -hmm. what they're into is so exciting to me and I guess it's also been kind of an anti-shame journey slash mm -hmm. tour for me the last year and a half as I've gotten the podcast going with my friend and then I started hosting on my own and then mm -hmm. it's just been fantastically healing for me and I hope oh for that's beautiful people. I love oh, that yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's so beautiful. Healing for you too. I love that. Yes. I feel like what's the point of having a podcast if it's not going to be healing me? <laughs> right. If I'm not fixed by the end of this, then fuck it. <laughs> it needs to be healing me. Everything needs to be healing me. Um, but so, yeah, so that's the vibe. Come on over. If you, if you love CNX Tuesday and you need another thing on board, that's like nurturing your, your sex self, um, get into, what are you into guys? Your, your sex soul, if you will. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Which everyone uh, has a big one. Well, I feel I, right. I feel like the natural question after that would be, well, what are you into? You're probably okay. always asking everybody who comes onto your show, yes, but maybe you're yes. not answering the question. Well, so what yes. would you say you are into? I I definitely have find myself answering the question a lot just because it's a question that kind of freezes people up at first and they're like, um, you know, and I definitely ask them to think about it ahead of time, but you know, yeah. it's like they're like, huh, what what is it now? You know? And mm -hmm. so I'm like, I'll go first. Uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, let me tell you what I am. Um, and it's like it's always something different, it's always something fun. Um, right now it's like Oh my God. I got to go to the best fucking party. Like the party that was made for me mm -hmm. uh, this past weekend, mostly outdoors, 
COVID avoidant. Um, Isn't it was, sad that we have to feel like we have to put a little asterisk disclaimer of like, party. it was I'm outside. Sorry. I had my mask on me. It was I okay. I mean, we're vaccinated people. It's, you God know, we're, it. we're out here doing exactly. the best we can. Sometimes you got to see a person or two. Yes. That's okay. Yes. You know, yes. I got to go to a drag party and it was like <gasps> so fun. Me and my friend, and we are cis female. And mm -hmm. There was, I think, one other cis female there, a trans woman, um, many, many cis males dressed as women who okay. are gay men okay. dressed as women. And if there is a sexuality for me, it is gay men dressed as women. Okay. It is, it was so hot. And I definitely was vocal about this. I wasn't like being a disgusting creep. I wasn't touching people. I wasn't flirting unwantedly but right. i definitely was like the horn dog hound of the party who was just looking around going oh my god what a feast <laughs> you're like eyes. this is everything i could ever want in one yes. in one viewing yes i i just i just love it i i love men in drag and i love the tiny tells that that say this is a cis male under here i mm -hmm. i that's the sexuality it's like I, it, the little bit of leg hair, the the chest hair, the, you know, you can see the bra pad, something like that. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. It's something surrounding all of that gender expression that is really cool to yeah, me. Yeah, like attractive and, to you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I think my biggest, like, drag queen crush right now, I'm a huge RuPaul's Drag Race fiend. Yes. Um, Katya's my biggest crush because not only is she just like so withholding and like icy as a woman, like as her, as her drag persona, mm -hmm. um, which, oh God, that, that gets me every time with women. I'm bisexual. So I've had experience with both men, men and women. Mm -hmm. And that that weird that iciness that is like so fucking annoying and bratty but like turns me on right she has that mm -hmm. um and then she she also has this like super horny gay man side that i'm just like oh god both sides <laughs> and the fact that she would never in a fucking million years have sex with me <laughs> that's a turn on somehow it, it all it's, it's all working you know yeah, it's all working for me yeah. now let's say you're in bed and you're getting railed do you have a kink in bed or yes. okay yeah yeah this past year i've really discovered my sub side okay um a little submissive like, moment totally and i've definitely wanted to like explore um non-consensual no, sorry. Wait, I'm like, wait, non-consensual. Wait, I don't know about that. They're always consent needed. Consensual non-consent is that what it's called? I, I think have it's no C idea. C and C. Uh, I don't like... know a lot about the sub dom world. Oh man. So I'm not. I <sighs> I need to be educated in this. Yeah, yeah. I forget all the lingo, and there is 80 million words different of lingo. times. Yeah, types. So of, many lingos. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's something called consensual non-consent where there is a, an agreed upon fantasy, um, which I think can be very healing for some people who have been in like the actual non-consensual um, situation. Okay. Um, and it's like, you know, obviously don't try this at home, folks. It's like, it's, it's, 
it's some some intense shit that you really have to like experiment with someone that you really trust right but but that shit can be really hot for me Mm -hmm. um a little bit of a tying up a little bit of Mm. a I've, I've been starting to do blindfold stuff and I'm really like excited to try like a full dom sub impact scene like okay I want to do that in real life and I haven't gotten to do it, but I've talked about it on the fucking podcast ad nauseum. Like I'm sure people are sick of like me being like, I think I want to, you know, like Like I'm kind of toying with my issue with like the tie up and the blindfold thing is like, I'm, I really enjoy not necessarily like being in control, but like knowing what's going on. And if I can't see or move my arms I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Do not like it. Yes. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, that is, a, you know, everybody has something different. That's a no. Yeah. And I was talking, uh, somebody, fa- are you on field? Do you know about I field? am on field. Okay. Yeah. Field is and the one just, dating app that I'm on, by the way. Just like to anybody, if you see me on field, stop <laughs> fucking DMing me and just being like, saw you on field. Want to fuck? Okay stop that that's okay. not that's not going to get you anywhere near me just because the purpose here. it's a kink site doesn't mean i'm on there with absolute opened puss so totally it's and also stop. just because we have sex podcasts does not mean we have open puss guys i i'm thank you thank you for saying <laughs> it yeah. i and it's when I go on dates, I don't want to tell these guys that I have a sex podcast because they're instantly like, oh, well, I signed up for Katie's pussy service. Great. When do I get to enter? And I'm like, no, 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 Fuck no. This off. isn't like, because when they're like, well, what do you talk about on your dating podcast? And I describe it as like, it's like sex in the CD, CD. <laughs> Sex in the city. Sex in the city. Uh, sex in the city meets millennials, you know, like, so I just, you know, talk about sex and dating. So then they think, that like their date is, is just automatically like research for my podcast. And I'm like, yeah, no, like I'm still like trying to find a partner in the end. Like oh. I, just because I talk about sex on yeah. a show does not mean that now you are just some sort of like experiment or whatever that you just right. get to have sex with me for a few times and then be done. I don't imagine that. like, imagine being famous. Like Nicole Byers talked about on her podcast. Why won't you date me many times? How, you know, someone she'll meet on a dating app will be like, I know who you are. I think you're amazing. Like, you know, and she's just like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Like it's getting to the point where not many more people are not going to know who Nicole Byer is. And like, that sounds so fucking difficult to navigate and I'm not famous, but like being on a public platform of any sort is Mm -hmm. like kind of inviting that same energy for some people. And it's like, guys, please get the memo, get Mm -hmm. the memo. We are not interested in dating unless we match on a dating app. Right. And then we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. And like, yes, my Instagram is on there. But if you're going to slide into my DMs Mm -hmm. from an app, I, I welcome you too. But don't just put keywords like field fuck saw you <laughs> like we don't need those keywords in any of the like it's it's not that's not what's happening or I get some that are like you interested like mm. this is not like it just I'm not no the, no, no come on but in my bio is just buy me pasta 
<laughs> no one has bought me any fucking pasta. God, I damn don't it. understand. I've been on these apps for, but my friend, uh, my dear friend, Nicole, she's like, you aren't demanding enough with dating. Like, cause yeah. they'll say like, do you want to like go here or go here? And she's like, say no and tell them where you want to go. And they'll yeah. take you there. She's like, I've got, I go anywhere. She's like, I went anywhere I wanted to go when I would date. Uh, yeah. But yeah, when it comes to sliding in the DMs and it's also like, there's a sense of creepy about mm-hmm. sliding into the DMs, but mm-hmm. I also understand because I've slid into DMs, but they never ever get answered. You just, yeah, exactly. I, I've gotten very rarely a, a slide in answered mm-hmm. and it's definitely because that person probably has restrictions on their messages or is like over. Oh, like didn't even see it. Didn't even see it. Pro- that's, that's why they didn't get back. That's why they didn't get back. Yeah. <laughs> I sound delusional right now. Well, no, no, no I no, mean, no. for but me, there mean, was yeah. an instance where there was this girl that I knew, but like, didn't really know her, but like we, we followed each other on uh, socials and we would sometimes like react to each other's stuff and then I was like I really want to ask her out but like I don't have her phone number I never see her in person but we sometimes talk through dm so I was like well let me just like come up with just like a cute little message moment send it her way you know like it never got answered Mm-hmm. like you know and like I mean she was reading my messages before and now on Instagram they have that feature where you can read it and then you can unread it right so I would imagine like she probably read it she wasn't interested mm-hmm. and then she just unread it right. and like there was a part of me that felt very like rejected or okay. just like there's a part of me that wishes that she had read it and just said I'm not interested yeah, but when guys totally. DM me and they ask me out or when girls DM me and they ask me out and I'm not interested I don't respond so right. it's like, what, what do you, what do you think? Like how, like, I don't know. What do what I do you think? think? Yeah. As like, a, like as far as like, should we be DMing and sliding in? Or DM? how do you handle like feeling rejected in a sense of like, how do you ask somebody out if you don't really know them, you know? Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, I feel like on one hand, we're telling everyone stop sliding into our DMs, get away. Right. Um, that I feel that rarely happens to me. If I'm being honest, um, it it happens often that I'll get someone that just says hi, and then I look at their page and they have zero followers, and I say, <laughs> "Hmm, I guess I'm going to delete this." <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, or you know, occasionally I'll get a like a flirty whatever, from, but again, it's like their profile is like a ghost town, and it's very clear what's going on. Right. Um, so it happens rarely. Um, but you know, I've heard of it working out. So like right. you I feel like it's okay to be like, hey, mm-hmm. are you interested? But like again, the the field thing seems shitty because like if you didn't match, you didn't match. Like right. well, and also even when I would match on field, there was one guy that asked me to send him 10 of my best nudes so he could draw me like one of his French girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not like loving the Titanic reference. Yes. But, but like not loving, just asking for like nudes to like, yeah. what? Like I'm loving the Titanic re- reference when I hear a woman say it. Yeah. Or if I see it in like a little meme or something, but in general, um, if a man says, <laughs> no one's 
I've never heard a man say that, and it sucks so bad from that perspective. Give me um, ten of your best, yeah. so I can draw you like a French gal. Ten of your best. I don't want any of your. It's just so like it's so. Um, it feels like they're putting you down already. Like right, just being like. I don't want any of your shit picks because I know that like you're capable of really shitty picks. I know they exist. So do some work, do a little editing, get your get portfolio. back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get your portfolio <laughs> together and then we can talk. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or there was this one guy, honestly, and he slid into my DMs from Field. And but the way that he said it wasn't just like, hey, I'm from Field, what fuck? So I was like, I'll respond. So we talked a bit and he was very nice. And then we started talking about like what like we were into and his was really interesting. He is all about jealousy. Oh, I love it. Wants uh, a, 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 is it cuck? Cucking, yeah. Cuckold, is that, is it a cuckold? like the noun. Cucking is like the verb, I believe. Yeah, and we were talking about it and I was like, where do you think that stems from? And he's like, honestly, probably like being in middle school and like seeing the girl that I liked, like be with somebody else. And like, I don't know, like something about it. It just like started there. And I was like, interesting. And like that, that, the fun thing about field is like, you feel more okay with like talking about what you're into, but then the bad yeah. part about it is like, they're expecting you to just be like, let me get in. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like that's any guy anywhere all the time. Totally. So I think, <laughs> I think what the the main lesson here is like boundaries and yeah well what you said earlier too about feeling rejected Mm -hmm. I definitely felt rejected many times mostly I slid into people's dms to ask if they want to be on the podcast right and And that can be a sense of rejection too when they don't answer or don't open it there's been a couple where they won't see it they can't see it i can't figure out how to get to them and i'm like oh but you'd be such a good guest god damn it well because there's that extra folder that messages can go into and get lost that you just would never see totally yeah and like yeah with feeling rejected you just kind of have to be like oh well goodbye not meant to be like tried you know Totally. But I, and I, I feel for people like, but I also don't respond. So it's like, yeah, but it's like, it is hard to let go. It's the internet folks. You gotta (laughs) let go baby. (laughs) But it's also hard to like put yourself out there and like, just get nothing back. At least if like it was in person, you get some sort of response. Right. I hate not. It's just like, Yeah, sorry. In person dating scene is like nil right now. Yeah. Like most gatherings I'm going to are with like friends you're not going to go not a lot of people are going to big old rooms with lots of new faces in them you know and so it's like it's so hard that dating is restricted to the internet right now because I find it hard I I have met some great people on the internet yeah not really lately because Mm -hmm. I feel like the vibe right now is too thirsty like emotions and horniness are mixed together right now yeah like a despy like please hold me and fuck me is out there and I'm like yes me too but also like I'm married (laughs) like I'm Ah, plot twist yes I'm fucking married. If you guys didn't already know that I'm a married mom who is, uh, open. So it's like, so y'all have an open marriage moment, open marriage moment in that it's like, 
you know, always in negotiation, Mm -hmm. still, still tenuous. Like we're still figuring it out because it is like so hard to figure out, especially with two people that want different things, you know? So what do you want that he doesn't want? If I'm allowed to ask (laughs) everything, I'm like one of those greedy, greedy, greedy buys who wants everybody and everything. And yeah, I just want the whole, I want to try every situation because I I want to know what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I've felt, I think that's very recent too, because my whole life I've been kind of out there, not invited to explore and also afraid to explore Mm -hmm. because I've talked about this in my podcast a lot. Um, in high school, you know, when sex started to come on board for me and I kind of went for it, I got fucking blown out of the water with like all kinds of negativity from girlfriends, from, you know, from friends of mine saying like, oh my God, you've turned into a slut and you're disgusting. Oh yeah. And then always a classic. Yes. And then, (laughs) and then men on the other hand being like, yes, suck my dick. You have to. Um, Mm -hmm. and then on Monday at school being like, she didn't do it right. Or she, she's a huge slut, you know, just like a a million lies, like added on top of the like disgusting reality that also happened, you know? So it was just like insult to injury. Mm -hmm. So I was fucking shattered and confused and like, what do I do with being horny? And I just kind of like put that away for a while. And then I was like, became sexually active again, kind of quote unquote on my own terms. Yeah. Um, but still just being like, I'm confused. Yeah. I think I'm just supposed to do whatever the guy wants. And like thinking about my own pleasure, like, okay, I think I can just like get off in the bathtub sometimes and that works and I'll just have my moment to myself and that's fine. Which is not how it's supposed to be. (laughs) Totally. Asking for what I want with a partner is so Mm -hmm. new. It's so new. And like thinking about what I would want. So I am of the mind that like I need to experience it all and I'm I'm ready. Did you get married before you had that sexual awakening again? It was, yes, but it was definitely a lot of this was already on board for you. Like I was already like, yeah, we'd already talked about all of this stuff. Got it time before we got married Mm -hmm. the like big big like gushing like damn is officially broke for good sexually Uh awakening I think just happened like last summer like okay during COVID just being like this is my reality I can't go back like I'm 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 done burying this Mm -hmm. I'm really I'm really done so you know from then it's been negotiation yeah is there a part of him that doesn't feel like he's enough because you want to go out and search for other stuff yeah kind Mm -hmm. of all the all the things you can feel you know Mm -hmm. he's felt and Mm -hmm. and I've felt like you know a Mm -hmm. big tidal wave of shame came back you know because I'm just trying to like the whole like I just want to be nice to you and make you happy thing keeps coming back, you know. And it's well, like, and no, 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 that's someone, not the answer. Well, and it's someone you love, so of exactly. course you want, you know, you want yeah. to make them happy and stuff, but you also want to, you know, figure out what totally. you like the most. Is exactly. there a part of him that feels like you're gonna find like something in someone else that you're yes. that you just don't find in him, so you'll leave him? Yes, I think that like any anything you can think of is kind of part of these feelings. Yeah, for for him and mm-hmm. like 
and they're fr- and I totally understand those. Yeah, you know, 100%. for sure. It's such a risk, you know. Mm-hmm. It is such a risk, but it's for me completely worth it because it's about finding myself. And, you know, I've made it very clear that like what I want is my family Mm -hmm. above all else. Like that's what I want. So like, I'm not trying to fuck shit up. I'm not trying to fall in love. A cool, a cool way to go about that is like fishing for partners who already have partners, like primaries, Mm -hmm. like very, very committed primaries. I'm like, I'd love to get it in your secondary uh, Rolodex, babe, you know, yeah. <laughs> like get me in there. <laughs> number three, number two, whatever. I've already yes. got my number one. Who You've cares? got your number one. Yeah. So. I'm totally, I love, I would love to be a number two, number three, number four. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just still working that out. And yeah. which in the meantime, you know. For me is so people. interesting because I don't know that I could ever, like I would definitely with my partner would like a threesome moment from time to time. Mm. With the thought of like both of us going off and dating, I would probably have the same fears that your husband does. Yeah. And I really, I thought that was my deal. Um, mm-hmm. We've opened up before. <laughs> I love that sense. I thought that was my deal, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I had a lot of those fears and for whatever reason, it might even just be with this particular partner who I've been with for 12 years. Yeah. I don't have that fear. And I, about five years ago, we opened up like for real and kind of opened the floodgates in a way where we didn't communicate enough and it ended poorly, but it was like, at first, like I was loving it because he was getting fucked. And I was like, this is exciting. Like, I love this. Yeah. I love knowing that. Yeah, this is great. Like, I, I, I think I know I can do this. And like, maybe it's like it with knowing that you have found someone that loves you so much. It's like, okay, well now that we know that we have each other, let's mm-hmm. go out and see what else we can find. Right. So that totally. makes more sense to me. Yeah. But the yeah. sharing thing, that's where I'm like, yeah, you know, and you're going to fall in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of open to all of it. You're kind of falling off. Oh Stop man. It. Don't look at her. Yeah. I, I am. I am like, I do. I do want the threesome. I do want to get out there. I do want to. Have y'all had a threesome? No, I want to. It's. Does he want to? I don't. It's. It's complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. (laughs) It's hard to say. (laughs) Yeah, it's just one of those things where he's like, you know, I'd be fine just not doing any of this. (laughs) Poor babe. Yeah, totally, totally. Like, Um, well, I'm gonna go do that then. (laughs) I'll see you when I get home. Have a great day, sweetie. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I mean, you have to live your truth though. Yeah. You know, like you have to do what makes you happy in the, at the end of the day. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, it's, it's, I really want cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty wild being like a married person with a child and then discovering that like, okay, society rigged this, this way for Mm -hmm. a reason, because I'm meant to be controlled now. Like I'm not meant to have a career. I'm not meant to have other partners. Um, I'm not meant to be in a community outside of this house. It's pretty wild because Mm -hmm. the reason I say I'm not meant to is because it's hard as fuck. It is so hard to have a career. It is so like, 
you know, everyone's like, you know, it can be done. It's like, yeah, if you're working your ass off, like I can't yeah. even imagine for single parents what mm-hmm. that is like. For yeah. Single women, especially like, mm-hmm. oh God, <laughs> it's pretty wild just being like, okay, 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 okay. So you guys designed a prison for me. <laughs> And I'm I don't really want to live in it. So I'm in it now, but now I'm like, okay, I can build doors. I can build lots of doors in and out. And like, luckily the prison's pretty great. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, I, it's nice in here. Yeah. I just don't know. I want to stay in it for Evs. Right, right. 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 But with you still, you know, like you love him and you don't want to lose him at the same time. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. How and long have you guys like been together? 12 years married okay. for six. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. How old are hot. you, if you don't mind me asking? Very I'm 38. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another cool part about meeting you at that party was like, okay, it's someone with a sex podcast who's younger. I'd love mm-hmm. that there's like these, I feel like that's our two perspectives here. Yeah. I also love when I tell people that I have a sex podcast, like, so you're a sex expert. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, mm-mm. no, no, no. Just real curious. Just, just real curious. Just into talking about it. Just all yeah. about it. Definitely yeah. never said I was an expert at any moment. <laughs> Yes. What is, what, how did you end up doing this? Like, I think for Uh, me, like, I always want to be talking about sex and it's never appropriate, like with most (laughs) friends. So like, you know, this was like a way for me to be like, it's appropriate now. I love that it's okay right now. Yeah. I was on 100.3 The Sound for a while uh, doing radio and we got bought out by a Christian station and like they cleaned Yikes. house. Yes. They were like, thanks so much. Have a good one. And I was like, okay, bye. And it was podcasts were just really starting to like, not, they, it was right before they just like fucking blew up because my parents have a podcast as well. So I was like, well, that seems easy enough. I want to talk. parents have a podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. So <laughs> I, and cause my dad was on the radio too. So I grew up in a world radio of like, family. I want to talk. That is what I want to do. I want to talk for a living. And after the sound, nobody wanted to hire me to talk. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do it myself then if you don't want to hire me. And I was like, okay, what is my favorite thing? Sex. All right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and it was in a time where I was like dating, like a Tinder had just come out. Mm-hmm. So I had like just downloaded Tinder. And at first I was toying with it, like just being like a Tinder podcast. And I didn't know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And originally it was going to be called the boy who, because <sighs> it was going to be like, uh, Cause I had been on so many dates where they were terrible, where like, there was a guy who peed in the corner of my room. There was a guy who locked himself in my bedroom. So it was going to be like the boy who peed in the corner or right. the boy who locked himself in my bedroom. But then I was like, well, one, I don't only like men. And exactly. I was like, two, I don't only want it to be only like dating. Like, yes. See you next Tuesday. It's kind it can be about dating, but like I can talk about anything I want on here as well. That's so great. that's kind of where like the see you. And I was like, you know, what's a fun, like sexy name. That's like, you know, kind of whatever connotation. So, yeah. So that's how, you know, see you next Tuesday was born. It's been like three and a half years. I think that I've been doing this. 
uh, I, one of my uh, gal pals, she listens to the show and she just told me that she listened to the first ever episode. And she was like, it's wild to hear one, how different your voice sounds. She's like three years ago, your voice was so much higher. I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> all those blunts I smoke, that'll really Boom. level it out. Boom. Uh, and she was like, and it's also wild to just hear how much you've changed mm-hmm. over the three mm-hmm. years. Cause I mean, it's basically it's a sex podcast, but it's also a live diary because during COVID there were times where I was just doing like solo episodes and I was dating somebody at the time and just talking about it. And I would go back and I would listen to it. And I'm just like, Holy shit. Like, it's just wild to hear. And it's like, I, it, some of the shit I have said on the show, I'm just like, Oh, I've admitted that. Oh no, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just been such a really fun journey and I have really enjoyed having that's my great. Yeah. To be asked. Thanks. Yeah, I love answering that. Of course. Uh, and if and you listen to my podcast, thank you so much for supporting me uh, in all these years. And if you're one of my patrons on Patreon, I really appreciate it. You help me pay my podcast bills, which aren't always cheap. So thank you very much for supporting me and my sexy endeavors. Uh, Did you consider doing a podcast about token and smoking? Cause I know you're an open token and toker and smoker. I'm thinking about doing the Twitch moment, like mm-hmm. the live streams where like I smoke and like review different weeds and stuff like that. Cause I also have a friend's podcast where uh, me and my gal pal, Chloe, we break down uh friend's episodes. Like we watch the show. The boy who reminded me of the friend's episode title structure, which was oh, like, it, that's unclear. literally what it like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Subcon- Consciously, that's what was happening in my head because I'm fucking obsessed with friends. Uh, So that was definitely uh, happening. Uh, But yeah, so I have that. So I don't, I don't know that I have it in me to have another podcast. (laughs) Just three would be too many. But I do talk about weed on this show all the time, and like I've done 420 episodes. Right. And Lex was telling me she's like, you need to do like reels of like rolling blunts or like. But it is. Uh, with my brain, I have got like uh, merch has been in the making since like fucking last year. And I have the designs, they're uploaded. I just need to do a final like few things. To be- it is just, it's rough in this mental health, guys. Sometimes it, it it's is. so much easier to judge somebody else's life than like what, you know what I mean? Like, because if I were watching me on television, I would have so many notes on what I could be doing better. You know what I mean? But when you're living it, it's a lot harder. So it's like, and that's very honest. Like y'all, I really want to release my merch, but oh, give me a minute here. Oh, Lord help. Um, <laughs> and I say, give me a minute. No one's pressuring me. I'm no. putting it on myself. Like <laughs> no one's DM me being like, where the fuck is it, bitch? I need um, your merch. I need yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, so I don't understand the tangent I've gone on, but no, it is. Uh, yeah, that's totally. Totally. And speaking I'm to that, on, my on mental here. health, yeah, <laughs> my mental health is all over the place lately. And like my son's finally getting into full-time daycare. So I'm looking forward to having like time for my podcast, mm-hmm. time for my mental health and yeah. time to get work done. Not that the, my podcast doesn't work. My podcast is also work, but yeah. like, I haven't gotten to like, write. I am a writer and like getting to write is so difficult when you have a kid because the headspace just isn't there right because there's noise there's mommy 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 blah 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 blah, blah. yeah yep yeah so what do you write books do you write i've written i've written co-written one book that was published called um 
called FUDS, an, a complete encyclophudia. And it's based off of a fake menu that me and my friends wrote that went viral. That is so cute. Yeah, it went viral in Brooklyn because we passed out 3,500 copies in a park one day. And it like started showing up on the internet. And then we got a book deal and we wrote a whole like, um, what do you call it? Cookbook mm -hmm. that was like FUDS based. And it's just like fake food names that are very funny. Um, and it's, yeah, check it out, guys. You can buy That's my book. so freaking wherever. cute. I have to go yeah. get a copy immediately. Yeah. So I also... You know, I started out doing creative writing and mm -hmm. have gone to screenplay writing. I have a short film out there, too. Um, it's called Tond. Just look up Tond. It's on the Jash channel on YouTube. And um, in addition to that, just like years of sketch writing. I used to work at Funny or Die. And Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. I that is so fun. Was it? A, <laughs> did you have a great time? That's so interesting and fun to me. Yes, I did. I had a great time. I got to work with really good friends and I ended up leaving because I was developing a TV show I was pitching and that mm -hmm. was that was how I ended up going. But then they ended up um, my department kind of went away after that anyway, hmm. because the whole sketch comedy world that was just like online sketch comedy videos world was like booming for me and like in my 20s, early 30s you know, college humor, all those places. I've worked at all of them. I, I worked at The Onion. I worked at College Humor. I worked everywhere. Mm -hmm. And like that whole culture kind of died when Facebook came along. So Facebook had a lot of deals with us. They had deals with other people. And it was like kind of killing our site, you know, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the sites all got killed. So, and then our department kind of got killed in the, in the process. So, um, but while it lasted, it was really great and super fun, but yeah, I'm, I'm like quote unquote, a comedy writer, but my, okay. my writing has like become so much more personal and emotional. And in turn, I find it harder and harder to write straight comedy, like sketch comedy. I might be done with, you know, okay, got it. like I'm no longer being like, what's my SNL packet, you know? Yeah. That's not, that's not a priority for me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Just was I, that, was writing like something like, did you go to college like to do it? Yeah. And yep. I, I went to college with creative writing in mind and mm -hmm. then switched to film when I, I took like, I went to kind of a hippie school and they would have these really cool classes that you just took one class for the whole quarter and it encompassed many different subjects. And one of the classes I took was called Filming Fictions, where we wrote short stories, adapted them to screenplay and then shot them and then edited That's them. You know, so we, fun. we learned like all these little skills. It was the best. I loved yeah. that class. Yeah. And so then my like my whole thing kind of switched over and I had made like one super eight film in high school. So I already like was interested in filmmaking and that led to like a seven year career of video editing. That was like my first career. And within that I was going to UCB as a performer. I was like an That's improv performer. Awesome. Yeah. It was on a house sketch team for many years there and um, just wanted to write professionally so bad and mm -hmm. writing professionally is no small feat. It's really, really hard. So after I got my first job writing for adultswims.com, I was doing like content for their website. Um, that was like the main, the, the start to my, like, you know, actual professional career. Mm -hmm. That's so, so awesome. Yeah. That's such a fun journey. 
It is. Yeah. And after having a kid, I'm just sort of just regrouping, you know, mm-hmm. coming yeah. up with a new pilot sample, mm-hmm. finishing. So movie. is the child fresh? How old are we talking? The child is two and a half. You'll okay. be pretty soon. Yeah. Fresh-ish then. Fresh-ish. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Got like, it. Like definitely pandemic year was when I was supposed to get back into working and that didn't work out. And so the pandemic was like, no, no, you're <laughs> full-time childcare. Yeah. Full-time childcare. Um, <laughs> so you thought you were in jail before? Wait till we throw the pandemic oh, at you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It's been a fucked up time. Like, I felt so good about my mental health when the fucking pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And then it just was like, no. And then. <laughs> so what if you're not okay anymore? Okay. It never occurred to me that this would happen. And a funny right? thing that's like come up in therapy over the years is that I totally had a fantasy about like everything stopping. Like I kind of had a secret fantasy there. My friend and I had a conversation a month before everything happened. We were like, if we could just take like a year off, yeah, we could just be locked. We literally were like, we were literally smoking joint. Like we could just be locked inside for like a fucking year. But I would still get paid. Like you still need to pay me. Like money needs to be. You can't just like leave me without. The part that I didn't want was the fear of death and then all of the death uh that happened that part mm, that was a little bit intense honestly it's just uh, too much it's too much like yeah and for me i think because i was just kind of like going about my life uh i i was going to talk therapy so mm-hmm. i thought that i was okay but then the pandemic hit and that was when I got diagnosed with uh, OCD and oh, wow. it really like opened my eyes to like what was going on and what had been going on in my life forever. And I thought everybody's brain was working this way and it absolutely is fucking not. Uh, and then I did cognitive behavioral therapy and like really retrained my brain. And like these past three days though, I have had the worst OCD days. Like sometimes you just, there's like, physical compulsions and then there's mental compulsions and the physical ones are easy to stop because they're with my hands so like I don't do it but in my mind it's still the constant like you kind of have to be like we're just going to surrender to this thought this is okay what if blah 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 and it's such hard work until your brain is like oh okay all right, fine. We'll break the cycle. So it's, and sometimes the cycle can last a fucking week. Sometimes it can last like a day and it just like, it's just now starting to break. Like yesterday I was like, fuck, should like I cancel my podcast? Like I'm really like, I was like, I just, I get so in my head and I just don't, it's hard, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah. and it's and I, so tricky to like I text, identify. Yeah. And like, I text my sister and I'm like, cause it's, I have all my tools. But sometimes when it gets so hard, it's like the tools just don't fucking exist. Like I'm giving in to all compulsions. And then there's the guilt. You got to remind yourself that like, no, you're doing the best you can. It's okay. Like, you, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I also, and I know I say this all the time, but, and I hear it so much, but stop, please, people stop using OCD as an adjective. You mm. can't just be a mm-hmm. little OCD about tidying yes. things up. Yeah, It is fucking intrusive thoughts about like just I will literally be holding a knife and my brain's like cut your stomach open get the gut get the guts on the table and I'm like what I'm chopping a cucumber and it's like no stab your stomach and I'm like bro 
no like what and like so when i when i didn't know what the fuck was happening i was like hello psychotic i was like excuse me but now that i know what it is i'm like laughing and i'll like text my sister and be like ah the knife again lmao so it's like people are like oh sorry i'm just a little ocd and i'm like are you and it's like i try to not get angry but because like there's times where i've been like you know the weather is so bipolar today but let's all collectively think about what we're saying before we say it because we have no idea how it's going to affect somebody else or whatever because it's very like offensive to me when someone's like you know I'm just a little OCD and it's like debilitating for me sometimes totally so that is my message about uh you know just you know you never know so stop saying it as an adjective because damn it ain't one it's a Related to that a little bit, though, there was and my therapist, now that I'm remembering, pointed out that I was having some OCD tendencies during postpartum. Mm -hmm. Um, There were like really intrusive thoughts in along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's where a lot of the time, like with postpartums, with postpartum, it's it can get bad. Which I had no idea. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that OCD could be a part of postpartum. Postpartum Mm -hmm. is so like we just got introduced to that term. Like Brooke Shields talked about it in the like early 2000s or something or late 90s. I don't remember when it was, but it was like, oh, that's a thing. Women can get sad after pregnancy. But that's where they left it. You get sad after pregnancy. I had no idea that I might not get sad until after I stopped breastfeeding nine months after pregnancy. That's when it hit me because my PMS hit and then the, the, you know, the hormones dropped. It was like, I got my period for the first time and I forgot about my period, you know? Yeah. You're like, Oh shit, this thing. PMS, postpartum, all of it out of nowhere. Seemingly I, no Mm -hmm. one prepared me for post breastfeeding Mm -hmm. post breastfeeding depression. And it was like, it was like, I also forget that depression can look like, um, like hysterical crying, you know, like depression. You just think of like, Oh, I don't feel like doing anything. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's like, or like the way even people use the word depressed, like they'll just be a little sad. They're like, I'm so depressed. And I'm like, no, sweetie, no, (laughs) stop it. Stop it. Get it together. Come on. (laughs) It's not, it's not, you know, it's not me to judge that, but at the same time, it's like, yes, stop using these words as an adjective. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, the mental health. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody, there is therapy out there for you. I know it's a fucking bitch yeah. to find a therapist, but finding the right therapist or psychiatrist for you is like one of the best things ever. It just to feel I feel so taken care of, you yeah. know. Like my therapist at least I have that person. Yeah, like she yeah. changed my entire life. Like totally. I, I, I can't Same. I cannot tell you guys what my brain is like now versus what it was like before and how scary it was. Like oh I yeah. I really did not know what the fuck was going on. I was like everyone's like how everyone's doing are we good? Like I'm not okay. <laughs> like, I'm not well. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh lord. Why does everyone seem like everything's fine? Yeah, I'm I like what? It. And then it, you added like the being locked inside on mm-hmm. on top of it and mm-hmm. I was also like drinking coffee and then I didn't have anything to do. So my right. poor brain just <sighs> really went running wild on me. Um but it's also like yeah, even though I did my therapy and I completed it and I'm a lot better, I still 
still have hiccup days. Like I have the past three days and that's okay. Yeah. So yeah. a reminder to other people about that as well. You know, totally. people message me all the time and they're like, I love when you talk about your mental health. That shit is so hard to talk about being that yeah. vulnerable about that. I'm like sweating. Yeah. Like I'm no. like, it's like, oh, it's just, it's so like, I'm afraid people are going to judge Right. It. You know and what I mean? Talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. like the way I talk about my postpartum, you know, I have, I feel the pressure of all other postpartum, you know, when you talk about it. So you don't right. want to talk about it wrong. And then it's also just like, yeah, now I'm admitting to people that I was hysterically crying, you know. Because what I learned about intrusive thoughts is that everybody has really scary thoughts, mm-hmm. but most people just have them and they go away. Right. I have them and I'm like, oh, we're going to, we're going to think about this and we're going to stick with this, you know? And like, that's what, you know, a lot of CBT is, is learning that like thoughts are just fucking thoughts. And they, a lot of them are not, they're not real. They're just thoughts. It's okay. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. CBT. Yeah. I've not tried. I don't believe I've tried. I'm I'm not sure that I've tried it. It was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. And it was um, seriously, like, I didn't know that I was going to get through it. And I did. And I'm so fucking happy that I did it. Yeah. So it's like, it's that type of, you just, you retrain your brain. I believe it. And like coming back to sex, like, I feel like as far as asking for what I want, like in the moment during sex, like, I feel like I need to CBT my way out of that. I'm sorry. I'm using it as a fucking, (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) Literally using it as a nerve. But yes, it's like, I'm so afraid to ask for what I well, want and, and I like just doing too. it. And I've heard of in BDSM stuff, like they will do, or even at sex parties, I've also heard of this being done where, um, they just, they do like an example of using the red, yellow, whatever, red and mm-hmm. yellow um system mm-hmm. where if you're having, like, you want to slow down or stop, you can say yellow and like, you know, they just do an example run. They like mm-hmm. do a little like, uh, okay, we're going to role play. Say you don't want to have sex with this person. Just say red. And then like, you don't have to. And yeah. just, doing, just doing the practice is like, right. Blowing and so scary, even mm-hmm. with just the test where I know nothing's at stake. Right. You know, but it's like, good, good. We got this out of the way. You can see that you can actually say no. Say whatever you want. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can for say me, no, and then redirect and like, think about what it is actually that you do want and say it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still really struggling with that. Yeah. For me, it's like, I am afraid of being too bossy in bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be too bossy. Like, let's say like, you know, you're eating me out and you're fingering me, but I want it done a different way. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to tell you because I don't want to offend you because you're down there trying your fucking best. I know. But you know what I mean? And it's like, but if I could just tweak this a little bit and I do, yeah. and then I feel like I'm, I'm so in my head of like, oh my God, like, are they upset that like, it's I such told a learned them female that, behavior. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't even think, I don't even know if it's in the nature of a cis female to feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know because it's been ingrained so hard with through society. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no clue. And I wonder if guys are even thinking about that. Oh. Like, if they even fucking care that I'm telling them to do this and that or whatever, they're probably just True. happy to be down there and in there. You know what I mean? True. True. Most are feeling that way, though. A lot of men are super sensitive, especially to a woman saying something, you know, because well, we've seen that in like, you know, female bosses like, well, she's a bitch, you know, mm-hmm. just because she told me to do something one day. You know? Right. Well, and I mean, in life, I am generally very bossy. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I just I don't want to be, you know, and my whole thing, too, is like, I don't want to be 
too intense. Right. It shouldn't be a thing. Oh my like, God. Just same. fucking be yourself. Such a fear of being too much and too mm-hmm. intense. And it's hard for me with dating because it's like, when I like you, like, let's talk all day long. Let's hang out a lot. But apparently that's like, oh, well, why does she want to hang out with me? Why does she want to talk? what the fuck this is dating i'm fucking getting to know you yeah and i'm like am i doing it wrong like what in the hell or something about me knowing that i'm looking for a relationship Mm -hmm. they it scares them so much (laughs) they're like well let's just be super casual and maybe see where it goes and i'm like no that's code for i just want to fuck you for three months and then hit the road. And right. I'm, my heart is not in the mood to almost fall for you. And then you skedaddle. Like I just. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's so interesting that there's so many codes. I was listening to a um, um, Savage Love episode where Dan Savage had on a woman that wrote a book about testosterone. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. At one point, Dan Savage was like, so what you're saying is females and males are eternally at odds, like chemically. Yeah. So like, what are they doing trying to fuck each other? <laughs> right. Like, why are we trying to live yeah. together and be together? He's like, my whole career is fielding these calls of people in these impossible scenarios and situations. And like, should I just be thanking my lucky stars? I'm a gay man. She's like, yeah, you seem pretty happy. And she's like, I am. <laughs> it's so much more simple. Our brains are just alike. Like we want right. the same things. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I, I totally romanticize that. I'm like, oh, if I was just in a same sex couple, like my needs would all be met. It's not true. It's not no. true. Still have to ask for what you want. You still yeah. have to ask for what you need. Yeah, 100%. I mean, does your husband get offended when you ask? It, it can. Is it easy for you to do it in your marriage, but hard for you to do it in other places? No, opposite. Oh, okay. So it's hard for you to tell him and exactly I found what you want. That with a lot of friends who are married, it's way harder to ask for what you need and want in your marriage. Why do you I will think that get is? On, I don't fucking know. Oh, because the stakes are higher. I do know. We, oh. we just say, yeah, my therapist has pinpointed the stakes are too high. In I'm what very way? afraid. Like literally if I ask for too much and like need too much, like he will leave me. Like I'll lose everything. No, that's, I think he'd be fear. with you forever. No, I don't think he would. I I, I know he wouldn't, but it's like right. my, my emotional. That's our. Baby, my baby monkey brain is like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like, please, please don't, 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 don't push him too hard. He's, he's going to like, be like, all right, I'm fucking done. You know, even though y'all are like married. Yes. Like you've married. got him. Like you're, got he's, him. he's locked and loaded. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It is really funny how marriage doesn't feel permanent to me, even though my parents aren't divorced. Like they're still together. Yeah. So are mine. But you know, it's like everything feels conditional sometimes because I'm going to get deep here. I don't know. Do this might not be that deep for some people, but it's like no one was loved unconditionally as children and babies. And I'm realizing this through this program that I'm doing right now called the presence process which like one of the rules for presence process does not talk about it because you're bringing attention to your process anyway um (laughs) highly highly recommend highly recommend but like one of the lessons from that book is like no one was loved unconditionally like a lot of people are like i had a great childhood but at the heart of it as a newborn human, you expect unconditional love and you are not given that. Like no one mm. is given that. And so kind of 
all of the actions, like all the shitty little actions that we do is a response to not being loved unconditionally. And I immediately, I, you know, it was the pit of hell last summer when Trump was still president. And I immediately was like, oh, Trump, poor baby, like just wants to be loved unconditionally. And like, when you hear about his history, it's like, okay, yes. very clearly his parents oh my god yeah Yeah. and it's like so the fact that you can have empathy for him (laughs) just in that moment just in that moment little one just a quick moment where i was like oh now i never have to think about him again i'm not gonna think about him i don't think about him but but like it's so interesting to me and i don't know where this was how this relates back to what we were talking about but the unconditional the need for unconditional love is so high and like just not getting it makes us like act out it's wild yeah and again i have no clue where how i got there (laughs) (laughs) that's like me after i rant for 20 minutes about something yeah what are we doing where am i (laughs) am i am i or like when you're driving and you've been driving for 30 minutes and you're like i don't remember anything that's happened in the past 20 minutes did i run over everybody is everything okay back there did i run red lights i disassociated completely yeah totally it happens i love that i love that our brains are capable of just being on autopilot and we're like oh fuck oh my god (laughs) wow wow i got deep Uh, i love getting deep though yeah in many ways but in um, many ways <laughs> yeah you know get deep yeah. and then get right back to the sex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so i guess going back to what you were saying about <clears throat> something you're not into is mm-hmm. the whole like not knowing what's going on mm-hmm. the reason i don't want to know what's going on is because i have a lot of duties as a mom i think it's like really attractive to me right now to go into the bedroom and just be like tie me up do whatever i trust you like yeah trust the trust is the number one foundation Mm -hmm. but then once that's established i'm like thank god i don't have to plan a goddamn second of this yeah you're like just do whatever i'm i'm here i'm not like here's our schedule please nap now fucking brush your teeth like i have to plan this meal what are we eating like do you have a vegetable (laughs) do you have a vegetable do you have a vegetable do you have a fruit is there a protein are you getting a satisfying fat in your meal you know like 80 million things that i'm these are honestly things i need to think about in my meals because it's (laughs) a lot of carbs and cheese and not a lot of anything else (laughs) baby girl i'll send you what your meal what your plate should look like if you're an infant (laughs) i could use it probably a a toddler's plate yeah honestly i probably eat like a toddler it's a lot of happy meals it's a lot of mac and cheese but i'm eating like a toddler in the 90s yeah probably not like a toddler now because they're a little more health conscious with whatever the fuck they're putting in their kids totally i'm just vegetables are back yeah i'm not (laughs) finally back (laughs) after 50 years vegetables are back veggies are back yeah in 1950 they were like you know what let's can everything and we've got the the factories are going well now let's just keep it going the money's in cans the money's in cans um (laughs) i'm dying fresh veg is back Um, it really is yeah i'm just like thinking about how i just contradicted myself though because like 
in, in the bedroom, like I have so many things I want on one hand, I don't want to have to like ask for anything Mm -hmm. and like, just do a whole like Dom sub dynamic. Love it. Yeah. On the other hand, I need to fucking take control and be like, I want this. I want that. And that means like taking a dominant side, which is hard for me. That's like my, not my natural nature, but both are things that I need and want. Well, and it's not even contradicting yourself. It's like, I like ice cream. So I like a bunch of different fucking things in the ice cream community, the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yeah, some days I want to be the one fucking. And sometimes I want to be the one fucked. You know what I mean? It's like, you can do, there's no, you don't have to stick to one thing. That's true. You do you get tied up and tie him up. Who cares? I love it. I love it. I love that that exists. And I love talking to, um, like people who like to strap on but also get fucked in their whatever you know Mm -hmm. orifice it's Mm -hmm. like it's cool does your husband like a strap-on moment no no (laughs) ain't any anal play for him no no and we and this is something we have talked about publicly so i know i'm not like stepping over a line here we had a podcast together called make me like it which guys check it out the episodes our second episode was about anal and we had a friend come on trying to like convince us to do anal and he was like you know he he likes to top he's he's gay but he was like kelly i think you should definitely peg damn like you should yeah. and even was, if it's not pegging just like the and whole I'm like, yeah what do you, moment you know yeah yeah he, i was like what do you think and he's just like <laughs> it's it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard to pry that beautiful ass open it's gonna be real to get hard. into them cheeks uh well and i mean see the butt on this guy too you <sighs> don't want to make you don't want to make anybody do anything they don't want to do Absolutely but it's not. like you always hope you yeah. know just if let, we talk let, about it enough he'll be like okay i think right. i can see why that's hot yeah you know yeah. yeah and i feel like a lot of the time with guys they don't want to do butt stuff because they're like no i'm straight and i'm like no no it has nothing to do with how fucking straight you are but how great the ass play feels with your I prostate know. i'm like Literal, the fucking like, universe you have in there that i don't have you know oh, it's like it's literally like potential. body makeup it's not you know you getting your dick sucked by a guy on a wednesday it's me just tickling a little prostate moment to really get you to figure it's out my lady how much fingers how yes. much more intense this can be my okay? very feminine lady fingers that you're yeah. very straight for yeah you know as long as i don't have <laughs> acrylics on or press-ons let's get it exactly <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Totally. Uh, if people want to listen to your current podcast, where can mm-hmm. they find you? They can find me on any platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Though Pocket Casts is kind of lame with their updates. Like they're still showing my old logo and stuff. Oh, but, got you. Yeah. But show, you know, search what are you into and you'll find me. You'll find my sexy cleavage and my bangs and my. Yes eyeliner that i did from a youtube tutorial so <laughs> check it out i love the the side youtube thing and uh are you you're on instagram i am on instagram again it just the handle is what are you into so okay. check me out follow me talk to me i want to talk to you you can slide into my dms if you want to talk about the podcast anytime yeah. baby just don't ask for nudes to draw me like one of your french girls oh jesus fuck no <laughs> i'm not here for nudes i would be here for nudes. I thought about an OnlyFans, but I'm not there yet. 
Mm. That might yeah. be something I get into when I turn 40. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tuned. but you don't have to do OnlyFans for them. You do OnlyFans for, for you. Me. Mm-hmm. It's not about Very them. True. It's all about Very you, true. bitch. Very true. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm sure you already have. You can find me at Little Baby Kate's everywhere. I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Little Baby Kate's. I promise you merch will come out eventually. Please don't be mad at me. Uh, and thank no you. No one's mad. I know. No one is. I'm afraid <laughs> that they're mad. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you, Kate. I can't wait to have you on my show. So guys- I can't wait. And there's going to be a part two to this, of course. Yes, I could keep course. going, but I always feel like once I get to about an hour, I'm like, all right, I let's, guess let's, I should wrap let's call it, it up. We can yeah. talk about this more you later, know, but yes. We'll and... do another one. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but thanks so much. I'm so happy we met at that party. Oh, me too. I'm so happy we did. It amazing time. Awesome. You looked amazing, it. by the way. You looked so good. Oh Thank you. That's oh so the sweet. The hat, the tits. Oh, baby. <laughs> the hat, okay. the tits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to see you again next Tuesday. Go out be the best person you can be and suck as much dick as you possibly can. Bye, you guys. <laughs>